Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. out there welcome back it's positively wrestling our regular weekly show i of course i of course am tim canard and joining me as always is the heel to my baby face the brain to my gorilla the i don't know broadway to my two out of three falls match steven davidson what's going on (laughs) it's appropriate that our Three count was about non finishes because I still feel like my list isn't finished. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> this was a tough one for you. It was uh, incredibly tough for me. Yeah, it was tough for me in a different way, just because uh, my memory not quite as good on some of the product as yours is. So I had to use the internet as a crutch. It happens. Yeah. That's just part of the show. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit easier for me to whittle mine down that <laughs> yeah. plus the time me not having enough time to really go back and watch a lot of them um, yeah. affects that. But again, I know you were struggling trying to whittle them down. Yeah, I have 15. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I, and I rewatched all of them. Wow. Now, see, that's dedication. Yeah, that is dedication. I like that. I've seen some good wrestling over the last week. I tell you that. Well, I'll bet. Um, what little bit I did get to watch <laughs> was some really good wrestling. Uh, took a lot of time, as we'll we'll find out when we get to mine. Uh, but that's what we're going to start off with this week. Of course, is our three count segment, and the challenge was our favorite three non finishes in wrestling matches match. with non finishes or Not matches the finish self necessarily, but yeah, matches yeah. with non finishes. Yeah, matches with uh, non finishing, basically just. Like no pinfall or submission. Yeah. Not 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 a clear cut winner. There there could it, be an official winner, a disqualification okay. or count out or something like that. But but no no finish where somebody strongly went over and was the undisputed winner of the match. Right. All right. Well, I guess I have to start. You did make the challenge. Uh number three for me um is um that <laughs> I could have easily done three Broadways as all three of mine. Uh, for those not in the know, Broadway is basically a 60-minute match yeah. that goes in a draw. Um, and uh, I had three top contenders. I think I'm going to – I'm only going to do two <laughs> <laughs> okay. just to break up the monotony. Cause I How had, conservative. Okay. I had five to, to choose from. Uh, and I'm going to start – my number three is going to be one that I really liked – mostly just for the entertainment factor of it all. And we're going back to 2010 and it was on a SmackDown. I unfortunately don't remember the date, but it was Rey Mysterio versus Shawn Michaels. And I really like this match. It ends up in a no contest. There is no winner uh, because everybody gets involved. (laughs) I mean, literally everybody, the undertaker comes out and gives people tombstones. I think, uh, Triple H was involved. Um, it was just it was like seven or eight people got involved. In it. it was just finisher after finisher after finisher. Maybe the, uh, not the rock. I think he was gone at that point, but, um, but yeah, just, it was just a debacle, but it was fun. 
It was yeah. a lot of fun just because it was spot after spot of just finisher and yay. Oh, here's somebody else. Boom, boom finisher. Yay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and no contest. But to be fair, now Ray and Michaels had uh, a good match going. Yeah, of course. In this, because it's, it's Ray and it's it's Sean. Um, but then, like I say, all hell breaks loose and we end up with a no contest. So I chose that as number three, mostly, again, just for the entertainment factor. It, it, going back and rewatching it, it was just like, this is just a lot of fun. Yeah. Back in the day, it's like when you say anything can happen on live TV, this was kind of what you were looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why I liked it. That's my number three. Okay. And we didn't see Sean versus Ray very much. In fact, right. I'm not even sure we saw it outside of this match at all um they never had a program they definitely never had a a pay-per-view match i know that for a fact um so yeah um a a rare pairing that you know it would have been nice to see a little more of i think i agree i agree yep (sighs) okay my number three number three i'm talking slow (laughs) because i'm still choosing my number three is from December 24th, 2019, Ooh. as Julia takes on Hana Kimura. Uh, I knew we were going to have some stardom in here from you. I knew it. 15-minute time limit draw. I uh, wish it could have been longer, even if they still wanted it to be a time limit draw. Um, but it was as good a 15 minutes as you're going to see. Um, these two, they had a, a program going into it. I don't know a whole lot about it. I haven't gone back and I, I wasn't watching yet at the time and I haven't gone back and rewatched 2019 stuff yet. I'm still waiting for them to post 2017 stuff. Um, but they had a, a program going into it, a heated rivalry, and uh, it felt like it. They told that story well. It, it wasn't WrestleMania 25 where after you know weeks of Randy Orton beating up Stephanie McMahon, Triple H approaches the match with a, a collar and elbow tie-up. Like... It, this was they went at it and they went at it hard for 15 minutes and you believe that that 15 minutes um would leave people uh, <laughs> laying right people laying which is how they ended the match but they were still clawing at each other and still wanting to go at it some more and um it was uh it was something julia is still special she's still one of my favorites um Hana was Hana. Uh, this might have actually been. This is either the first or second Hana Kimura match I ever watched, actually. Um, but uh, it it stood out, and it was it was intense, and it was believable. Um, you felt like they really hated each other. I know they didn't, um, but you felt like they did. They were very convincing, and um, yeah, it was just a uh, two top athletes beating the crap out of each other for fifteen minutes. Nice, nice. Uh... I can't really speak much on this one because I haven't seen it, but yeah. uh, as much as you have talked about it, I remember, I think you talking about this previously uh, on a show and it got me hyped listening to you talk about it. Yeah. It sounded like a, a very interesting thing. So excellent choice at number three, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, trust me. Uh, moving to my number two. And actually I said before the, the show that we might have one in common. We might have actually have had two in common. We'll see. We'll see when it all comes down. Um, I'm going to 2005 and I'm going to raw homecoming. And uh, once again, Shawn Michaels is in my list and it's going against Kurt Angle. Uh, Iron Man, match Iron Man. Yeah. I remember. Yep. That 
just wow. I mean, okay, Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, that's 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 a banger no matter what. That's going to be a hell of a match. And this was just perfect. Of course, this was kind of the prelude to another match uh, down the road. But this was just great. Uh, ended, ended up as, what, one, one, and one, I believe, which was each of them had one. And then there was, of course, like a draw, pinfall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so technically no winner. But I mean, again, you can't go wrong with these guys. These two are are greats. They're legends. And this, even though this was on Raw, this is one of the probably the best matches on Raw, period, in history. Yeah, probably. I only wish it had been 60 minutes. Yeah, because there's only a 30 minute one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 You can't go wrong with Angles and, and Michaels. And again, their WrestleMania 21 match from earlier in that year is one of my favorite matches, period. Mm hmm. Uh, like one of my top five favorite matches of all time. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's angles and it's Michael. So yeah, good call. Excellent. All right. Number two, December 2nd, 2007 turning point. Gail Kim and awesome Kong. Ooh, this was the first, at least the first high profile meeting between the two. It, it kind of kicked off the series of matches that they had in 2007 into 2008. Um, this was kind of the first women's feud that to me didn't feel different from an intense men's feud. Okay. As far as in-ring action goes. Gotcha. Um, it, this match in particular, they played it exactly like it should have been played. Gail was the champion and um, she had this, this huge mountain to climb and um, didn't know how she was going to do it, but she was gutsy and she hung in there and uh, she just wouldn't go down. She took advantage of any opportunity she had She used her speed and her superior wrestling knowledge to, to hang in the fight. Um, and then eventually awesome Kong would catch her and 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 put her down for a while but gail kept getting up and kept getting up and uh, this was for the championship and eventually kong just got so frustrated that she couldn't put her away she couldn't put gail away that she attacks the referee and gets disqualified and uh, i think people were expecting kong to just walk in and take the title that night and it, it didn't happen so it was a bit surprising but it was very uh it was unpredictable and it was exciting because you bought into the false finishes and the near falls and um, the people were for Gale for the most part. There were some dueling chants. You had, you know, maybe, I don't know, a fifth of the crowd that were chanting for Kong. Um, cause you're always going to have them um, cheer for the heel, no matter what. Um, but it, it was a classic story and um, it, it really started something. I started this particular rivalry and I think that particular rivalry helped propel women's wrestling um, much faster before we had uh, the four horse, the four horse women. Ah, yes. Great, great choice. Uh, Kind of surprising uh, to see some TNA action on your, uh, on your list. I like that. Um, Like TNA action, total nonstop action, action. Action. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Some, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll go with it. Uh, no, but great choice. Great choice for number two. Uh, my number one is also not WWE. Um, okay. Neither of your two have been so far. I haven't. Um, 
my number one is not. And I'll admit it, it's cheating in a way, but not really. Um, it's because I lumped it together as the program because it was actually two stellar matches that ended in the same way. Uh, we're going to Ring of Honor in 2004. And we're going CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Mm. Uh, they met uh, like one time earlier in the year, I believe maybe in June it was the first one. And then in October is the second one. Both times uh, Samoa Joe is the champ and CM Punk is the challenger. And at 60 minute Broadway's both matches, both matches. If you can find a way to watch them, please do. They are worth your time. I've got um, them on DVD. Yeah. CM Punk, uh, of course, you know, climbing up the ranks of Ring of Honor and everybody was like, they were just frothing at the mouth for these two to go at it for the title. And they do it in the first one. It ends up in a draw. And at the end of the match, everybody's still cheering. You know, that's the great thing when you get the really, the good fans uh, that aren't just going to boo because there's no winner. (laughs) You know? Uh, they appreciate the work inside the ring, and these two could work. And I mean, this is when they were young, yeah. you know, fairly young. So I mean, they could. You talk about having lots of energy and could just go. And like CM Punk was, he had kind of finally found himself in the independent scene, um, and his kind of his voice and his character. Uh, and then Joe, who was just this monster in Ring of Honor, just big but agile. And I mean, he, even today, even though, I mean, injuries have kind of hampered his career in the, in the twilight there, but um, even when he was still wrestling in WWE before the injuries, he was still quite agile for a man, his size. <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, but these two back to back, basically in that year were just amazing. And uh, I, I just couldn't have a list of non finishes that didn't have these on there. <laughs> Gotcha. Like, yeah. I, like I wrestled, uh, well, just in case it's on your list, we'll wait, we'll discuss that after your number one, but that's my number one is, is those okay. two with Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good choices. In fact, there was a, an entire DVD dedicated just to, uh, Punk versus Joe. Mm-hmm. And that's the DVD that I have. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely good choice. Uh, not mine. Okay. For me, number one, I'm going to September 22nd. 1996 i knew when i threw down the challenge this was my number one and even after rewatching them didn't change it in your house mind games sean michaels versus mankind oh absolute classic classic match um this match had more of an impact on wrestling than people understand It, it had an impact on Shawn michaels and his perception in the eyes of many fans who up to that point just saw him kind of as a pretty boy that all the girls loved who Mm -hmm. could wrestle, but wasn't tough. And in this match, he showed he was tough and he could take a beating and he could dish out a beating. And of course, mankind McFoley, this was kind of his coming out too in the WWF as a, an in-ring performer. We'd seen him as a character. He had a great match at King of the Ring 96 that you and I were at with The Undertaker mm-hmm. earlier that year, but it wasn't like this. Um, this felt like a real fight. Um, it was unpredictable. We saw things we hadn't seen before. Um, Shawn Michaels is sitting on the top turnbuckle. Foley goes out to the apron and starts to 
do a back suplex to the outside, but Sean pivots and they go through a table. Yeah. (laughs) Classic spot that they still kind of replay today in clips and, and stuff like that. Really some of the most brutal stuff was just Shawn Michaels stomping on his hands on mankind's hands and fingers and uh, contact was made. Now, I don't know if uh, hopefully he was doing it in a way that it didn't hurt as much as it looked like it hurt, but it looked like it hurt a lot. Um, And within the first couple of minutes, they pulled back the, the padding on the outside of the ring and were slamming each other on the concrete in the opening minutes of the match. And that's what this whole match was like for like 26 minutes. Um, so it got Mankind over as someone who could put on great matches. It got Shawn Michaels over as someone who could do more than just technically wrestle or high fly. Um, he could he could fight, too. Yeah. And so it, it established him as an all-around top-tier performer. Um, Vader ends up running in and attacking Shawn Michaels and causing the disqualification, but it didn't even matter because this match is one that people still talk about, and it's easily my number one. That was the only easy part about this for me. <laughs> That's a great choice. That is an excellent, excellent choice. I did, that one didn't even pop in my head. Oh, man. I'll, I'll admit I'd completely forgot about that one. When was the last time you saw it? Oh, it's been a while. You need to rewatch it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been like years and years since I've seen that match, other yeah. than just clips here and there that they air every once in a while. I think Foley might even still talk about it as being his favorite match that he had. Ah, I will yeah. have to go back and watch that one. It was yeah. 1996, Mind Games. Mind Games. Yep. In your right. house, Mind Games. Yeah. Man, I had so many. I had Brett versus Diesel at King of the Ring 94 was a great oh, one. Oh, yeah, that was a good and, one. And then there were a Rumble match in 95 as well. Um, Charlotte versus Ronda. Um, Warrior versus Savage at SummerSlam 92. Michaels versus Austin at King of the Ring 97. Ric Flair versus Sting at the First Clash of Champions. Yeah, that was on my top. That was in my five. Yeah, Aaron Sting. Uh, also had Becky Lynch, Sasha, 2016, the draw that led to uh, the Triple Threat. Oh, versus yeah. Charlotte at Mania. Yep. Um, um, Bret Hart versus the Undertaker from One Night Only, the uh, the uh, UK exclusive pay per view. Yeah, I had to tape trade to get that. It was truly UK exclusive. They didn't even release it on home video over here. Wow. Yeah. So I had it, but I had to tape trade with I don't know somebody from the UK. Yeah. When the uh, network was still the network, was it on there? Yes, and it's on it's on Peacock now. Oh, it is on yeah. Peacock now. So, so now we can watch it, but until the network, no. Because I've def I've never seen that show. Oh, it's a it's a fun show. It's a to, it's a I fun show. Oh, that. I bet it's not unedited though. Oh. <laughs> because uh Jacqueline took her top off. Uh, <laughs> she was sitting on somebody's shoulders. I don't even remember who it was. Maybe oh Mark wait, Marrow. no, I have seen this. Yeah, oh, that's what that's what jogs your memory. Yeah, yes. there we go. <laughs> Forget all the awesome wrestling. <laughs> Forget Brett and Undertaker. Forget Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog. Topless Jacqueline. Tim's like, oh yeah, yeah. How old was I when that, this <laughs> happened? Of course. <laughs> We're not talking about when it happened. We're talking about now. <laughs> But I'm saying that would have been the lasting impression as a young man. Um, No, because I I do remember. Yeah, she's on um, APA shoulders, maybe. 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 I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I I don't remember. Yeah, I do remember the whole 
Because she she takes her top off. It doesn't get ripped off. She takes it, it off, right? I think it gets ripped off, but you know, it was part of the show. It was planned. Yes, it was definitely yes. planned. Uh, or maybe I've just seen clips of that. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or maybe we want one. Maybe when you tape traded, maybe we watched it. Maybe. Maybe that's what maybe. it is. I don't know. I don't, yeah. But yeah, so many to choose from. So yeah. many to choose from. Yeah. It was but tough. um hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um of course, CM Punk versus John Cena from Night oh, of Champions, yeah. by the for- way. That that match went almost 30 minutes, and it was almost impossible to tell how it was going to end, and it ended in a double pin. Um, that was just outside my my top three. Sorry, I wanted to throw that one in there because people don't talk about that match enough. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so good one. What, what are some of you guys' favorites? Uh, let us know, of course. Uh, hit us on Facebook or Twitter. We'll give you all those deets at the end of the show if you don't already have them. Uh, but I guess it's time for me to make a challenge. And I decided we're going to have an easy one. No. This one's going to be really, well, it, I hopefully is really, really easy. Um, I think it will be. But uh, I want to know what your three favorite wrestling catchphrases are. Oh, okay. Plenty to choose from. I don't know if I've ever thought about which ones I like more than the others. Yeah, huh. it's like, what are your three favorites? Uh, I mean, obviously... For those who might be confused, you know, like what you're going to do, you know, any of that, mm-hmm. like something that a wrestler was known for saying that they got over, that was their, that was part of their gimmick, basically. That was, that was them uh, and their character. It's definitely Snitsky's. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more of Saturn's mind over matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. mind and you don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that would be fun. A little bit easier. Give us a, uh, a a rewatch <laughs> two dozen wrestling matches yeah yeah i don't have to sit there and watch a ton of stuff we could just kind of have a little bit more fun with this one so yeah so yeah your three favorite wrestling <laughs> catchphrases i caught that <laughs> <laughs> i heard that <laughs> wow up yours <laughs> jesus not that the other ones aren't fun but they're a little bit more work <laughs> Not what you take it out of context. Not what I meant. <laughs> Saying this one will be funner. How's that? More fun. <laughs> oh, fine. More fun. Um, but yeah, so that's our three count for next week. Uh, tune in for that. Uh, let's hop into the show proper. We got plenty to talk about. Um, and uh, breaking news r- right before going on a recording uh, about uh, Zelina Vega. Um. And that she may be returning to WWE. She was spotted at the Performance Center. This was reported by Fightful. And uh, was there filming something. So definitely not your typical visit, you know, just to see people. Not just seeing Alistair or something. Yeah, so interesting. Interesting. Now, it's possible because I thought, you know, filming something, well, maybe they're getting ready to do some kind of video package on Alistair and... Uh, something like that maybe she's just doing like little interview vignettes or something since that is her because they're married correct yes yes. yeah they're actually married so it could be something like that so it may not necessarily be her returning to the company as a member of the active roster it it could be something for a documentary or something yeah so who knows but seems like they it seems odd that they would bring her in that quickly after this sort of fallout though so it, it feels like something more than that to me but you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so It'd be great. See I'd that. love to have her back. Yeah. No. Uh, loved Zelina Vega. 
Um, if she does come back, where do you see them maybe putting her? Like with Alistair? I, I mean, why not? Right. I mean, yeah, you, you've you've separated her from you know the, you know Andrade's gone. He's gone. Yep. Um, and I think if you bring her back and then stick her with like Garza or Humberto, that's I don't know if I don't know if I like that. Well, and also, why do they have to stick her with anybody? They need women's wrestlers. That's true. That's true. And she was competent in the. She was good in the ring. So she was getting better. Yeah. 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 She wasn't bad, and she was getting better. So yeah. So yeah, we'll see. So uh, I'd, I'd love to see her back on the screen. We'll see. Hopefully yeah. she's back with the WWE. Because, uh, I mean, there's been plenty of time. If she was going to go to AEW, that 90-day mm-hmm. clause has been up for quite some time. It ended in mm-hmm. February. Yeah. Um, so either she chose not to go or they didn't offer. Who knows why? Yeah. Don't know. But well, um, They haven't gotten Maki Ito yet either. So, Oh, well, that's true. Um, and where's Riho? Where is, again, where is Riho? Riho is missing. Get the milk cartons out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's start with SmackDown. Uh, we had a throwback edition. And it's funny because they threw it back to the 80s when SmackDown wasn't even on the air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So that was kind of interesting. I do love Pat McAfee's Vince, Vince McMahon, McMahon cosplay. cosplay. Yeah. That was great. Uh, I did really appreciate that. And of course... As always, if you're going to have a throwback SmackDown, you got to have Teddy Long, man. Teddy. Holla, holla, player. Uh, and, of course, we got I mean, all the great moments. Of course, he makes tag matches. Um, he even told Zayn he was going to go one-on-one <laughs> with The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Liked Sammy's reaction to, like, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, I don't that, think that's that, going to happen. I don't think, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I wish they would have gone further with the aesthetic of it, though. Like, have it in in four by three ratio oh, and yeah. get rid of all uh, i guess other than the fans get rid of all the lcd screens for the night and just put aprons and do red white and blue ropes like i wish they would have just gone all out with that would have been cool because yeah. once the matches started it didn't feel like a throwback smackdown right and or it didn't look like it either so they could have done more with it but i i appreciated the 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 effort and it wasn't their idea either this was like a a network thing that they were doing all weekend on fox yeah because there was like throwback stuff going with nascar and some of their races and some of the other sporting events on fox so they made a weekend of it yeah uh so they were kind of instructed by fox to do this yeah so kudos i mean they threw it together probably relatively quickly probably Uh, felt like it yeah but it was fun it was fun yeah um of course, we had a, a number of returns this week on SmackDown. Well, we talked specifically about Jimmy Uso. Yeah, been a while. Been a while. He's finally come back. Um, of course, Reigns and the family are in the uh, the ring, and they're kind of alluding back to celebrating, Daniel, <laughs> celebrating the fact yeah. that Daniel Bryan no longer has life on SmackDown. Um, and they've said they found a replacement and boom out comes jimmy yeah jimmy, <laughs> jimmy <Uso. laughs> yeah, yes yes i thought you had a stroke are you okay <laughs> no i'm fine i <laughs> just right. i always when we talk about the usos i always want to mix them up <laughs> and, and well, jay's the only one they've been talking about for nine months i know it's main event jay uso but for yeah. some reason i always want to call jay jimmy and jimmy jay that's just yeah that's how it is um but yeah so jimmy returns and uh, they're having this embrace. I was like, oh, the family's together. They're going to be more powerful. And then, boom, Cesaro uh, comes out. 
and is attacked by Seth Rollins rather quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, Get their so, match started. So we have a, a great little dynamic. I like what's going on here. I, I like a lot of this. I think it's being played very well. Um, so they're going to have a match, uh, Rollins and Cesaro. And if Cesaro wins, he gets his title match at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, so they're having their match. And then, of course, uh, Jimmy gets involved and goes to uh, interfere, but then ends up super kicking Rollins, I believe. Yeah, he, he was. Rollins was yelling at them at the Usos and telling them oh. to stay out of his business. And so he super kicked him. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets super kicked, which then, of course, that and some other things lead to Cesaro winning. Uh, the match. So he's got his match at WrestleMania backlash, but then we go backstage and we see Rollins and reigns uh, and Rollins kind of spitting a little fire at Reigns, something you wouldn't think with the whole head of the table gimmick that anybody would do. Yeah. But he sits there and, but it's, and it's, it's almost like reigns is acknowledging they're on an even playing field. Right. Yeah. Well, and he's not part of the family either. Yeah. He's just like, you know, I'll talk. So. Yeah. You know, I, I'll talk to him. I'll get it taken care of. Um, so I like that. I like what's going on there. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Are we going to get more? Is this a one-off like little thing? I'm hoping this is going to grow into something. I really it's, do. It's pretty complex. Yeah. Uh, you know, where's Jimmy going to side? Because obviously he, he doesn't like what Roman is doing and, and he doesn't like being subservient and who would, and why right. would anyone be subservient to their cousin? Um, and, but at the same time, he doesn't want to abandon his brother. And so he's got this, this pull, he's being pulled in two different directions. And I like it. It it is complex. It's not straightforward and it's not predictable. So, yeah, I think this is all, this is all good. Yeah. But let's not bury the lead. Cesaro earning his first ever world title match at WrestleMania backlash long overdue. Yeah extremely long overdue um the only bittersweet thing to this is that i don't see him winning no i don't either we'll do our predictions later yeah no i don't don't think so but um it's it should be a great match and um you know it'll it'll cement him in the upper tier of of the roster and he needs it we need it and so uh, i think everybody wins yeah, because I mean, for the first time that I think I can ever remember, the show ended in Cesaro standing tall as the guy at yeah. the end of the show ruling the ring. So, yeah, thought that was really cool. Um, also, a return to action from uh, for Carmella uh, taking on Ruby Riot. This kind of you know out of nowhere, this match kind of manifested, but uh, decent match, and yeah. I'm glad to see. Uh, you know, a women's match that doesn't involve the tag team champions or the <laughs> or the the title. I mean, the yeah. world champion. Uh, Although they did have to split a tag team in order to get a singles match because they don't have singles wrestlers in the division on SmackDown. That's true. Yeah. Um, but at least it was a non-title picture match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by two yeah. good good workers. So yes, yeah. Uh, like Carmella match- has come out and said that. After the rumble, she was injured for a little while. So that was part of the reason ah, okay. that she was gone. But not the whole time. She's been good to go for a while now. And they just haven't used her. And she was expressing some frustration about that, I saw. 
but yeah. she's back and hopefully she stays in the in the picture yeah and gets things mixed up and 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 gets it more exciting on smackdown i will say we don't have a list on here but i did want to say i absolutely loved bailey this week yes i, I bailey is i mean I, as much as i like bianca and don't want her to lose i kind of want her to lose <laughs> just because i think bailey's so good um yeah. in that role but obviously i don't think that's happening we'll talk about that more later um Let's move on to uh, Dominic Mysterio taking on Dolph Ziggler. Of course, we had a little confrontation between the two tag teams in the back and uh, Dolph is, you know, running off his mouth and Dominic's like, no, dad, I want to take him on. I want to fight him. And Ray's like, all right, (laughs) go to it. (laughs) So they have a match and it's pretty paint by numbers. Pretty predictable. I mean, just from the the mic work from Dolph, you knew exactly what was going to happen, that Dominic was going to beat him. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was instructed to say the things he was saying, or if that was his own choice. But it, it made it really apparent that Dolph was going to lose. Yeah, um, I would. I would lean towards this as a very heavily scripted promo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a little too predictable. Um, I mean, the match itself it was fine, but it's it fine. Yeah. You know, Nothing, nothing. A, a to write solid TV about. match. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move over to some NXT. Uh, let's talk about another title match. Of course, we had Raquel Gonzalez defending her NXT Women's Championship against Mercedes Martinez. And I was looking forward to this match. I was, I was hyped about it, and I was a little disappointed. Were you? Okay. I, I, it started off the right way because mm-hmm. they've been feeding that this was kind of, these two were at each other's throat and you had Mercedes just from the get go attacked her, you know, so like I say, it didn't start off with no rest holds or no call mm-hmm. or no ball. It, it started out as a fight and then it just kind of got wonky and kind of broke down in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit and it was kind of like uh when you talked about oscar and ria's match at yeah. wrestlemania yeah they just weren't clicking it just wasn't there they weren't yeah. on the, right, the same page um and then they kind of they kind of got it together there towards the end and we got a decent finish mm-hmm. to the match but it was just so up and down for me that it, it took me yeah. out of it a little bit I tell you what I did like those at at the beginning of the match and, and throughout the match, but especially at the beginning of the match when Mercedes was just going at her full mm-hmm. force. Um, the way Raquel was selling that facially, this is what I was talking about with Braun last week and the okay. faces he makes when he's supposed to be in pain. Um, he he doesn't look tough, and she was selling it by looking like she's feeling it, but she's getting angry about it, not that she's rattled. And not that she's thrown for a loop and doesn't know what to do about it. She looked hurt, but she looked confident. She was grimacing. Her, she was furrowing her eyebrows. Like, she looked angry, but she was still selling it. And that's exactly what Braun needs to be doing. I uh, hope he was watching that. I also, they're starting to, they, uh, Dakota and, and Raquel are starting to remind me of Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Yeah, I agree. And I think we're headed down that same road eventually, probably by the end of the year uh, with that, them becoming, uh, you know, better, <laughs> better, better enemies, better enemies. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. 
but yeah, like I say, I was just taking out a little bit. It was, I, it was still, it was decent, but like I say, it just took me out of it. There were some mm-hmm. good high spots that I really enjoyed, but again, they just weren't on the same page for the middle part, and it kind of threw me off. But uh, hopefully, not the last time we see these two lock up. Right. Um, moving on, uh, of course, we talked a little bit last week. Couldn't remember the name of the stable. We get the debut of Hit Row. Which, uh, of course, is Isaiah Swerve Scott's new stable. Um, forgive me, I cannot remember everybody else's name. <laughs> uh, it's AJ Francis, who is now going by Top Dollar. Top Dollar. I don't know if he'll be AJ Top Dollar Francis or just Top Dollar. That wasn't made clear. Um, uh, Brianna Brandy. Mm-hmm. I, I think she's. She. It sounded to me like she's dropping that name and just going by B Fab. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, and then uh, Ashanti Theodonis. No yeah. no name change for him. I loved this segment. Yeah, they're kind of riffing on like the whole, you know, like Death Row Records from that, that music label. And it's almost like, again, uh, this kind of hip hop inspired group, um, obviously with the, the name Hit Row. It's kind of a thing, you know, uh, paying homage to that. Uh, but I love the attitudes. I love these pairings. I'm very excited to see where this goes. It's something different. It's something the NXT doesn't have. Yeah. And I like that. Just they've they've got swagger. Yeah. Um, the the delivery on the mic, just the confidence on the mic, and the, they just exuded confidence. And they looked like they belonged. And I think, barring any unfortunate, unforeseen injuries or something, I think they're going to be really special. Yeah, I. I I could see this, and I don't know what the timetable would be, but I could see this if they stick with it and don't break them up too soon. I could see Isaiah Swerve Scott definitely getting a singles title run out of this. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, he he really he took control. He took over. He I, I didn't want to turn my eyes away. I wanted to watch everything they were doing and listen to everything they were saying. Yeah. So. Uh, Hopefully, lots of good stuff to come from Hit Row. We really enjoyed that. Uh, another title match, two out of three falls. We had Kushida and Escobar uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship. And Kushida defends and picks up the win. Um, I thought Escobar was going to win. Did you? Uh, I did. I thought this was going to be a title change just to get some heat on the title and to raise its its uh, profile. But no, they're running with Kushida, and I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, the match itself was good too. I, I like yep. some of the psychology in this match, because yep. um, you know, real quickly we got the first uh, the first fall from uh, Escobar. Yeah, gets it, and then Kushida very quickly yeah. gets it with the um, the hoverboard stretch, mm-hmm. and then he'd been working on that arm and working on that arm and working on that arm, and then we got that awesome uh, fisherman suplex. Yeah, um, which was which very nice, which ended it. And I just I really enjoyed this match. These two put on phenomenal work. Yeah, it was good. I liked how they were about to go to commercial as he got that. And Vic on. Joseph was like, no, yeah. no, no, son, something's yeah. going to happen. Stay with us, stay with us, stay with us. Yeah, don't go, don't go. Yeah, I thought that was great on his part, too. Yeah, Nice little touch, nice little touch. Yeah, yeah. So I like that they've elevated the importance of this of this title. I mentioned it before. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or so, it feels important for the first time in its, in, in, in its existence. Yes. Um, 
lots of other stuff happened on NXT. We're not going to get into all of it. I do want to highlight real quick that they did announce the next uh, takeover, which is in your house. Yep. Uh, which I like that they're bringing that back. I hope that stays every year. And coming back for in your house, Todd Pettengill. Yeah. <laughs> One of our yeah. favorites is coming back. Love for it. It, so that's Love awesome. It. Love the um, set. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about um, a little bit of AEW. And you've got huh, Moxley opening against Nagata. Uh, this is for the IWGP U.S. Championship. U.S. Championship. Why do they have a United States Championship in Japan? Uh, that's a good question. But maybe it's kind of the same because over here we have an intercontinental championship. Yeah, but we don't have a Japanese championship. It's it's everybody outside of the continent. True. <laughs> it's not one specific country. It'd be like if we had an Ireland championship. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that I, I can't answer that question. I have no idea. But anyway, what I can say is I loved this. <laughs> I it really was, liked this. It was, uh, we'll call it gritty. Yes, it was hard hitting. It was gritty. Um, and I, I just, these two did very well. And again, you have to think about Nagata, who's in his 50s. <laughs> yeah. And he he looks like the when you're in school the kids oh the kid's dad who no one wants to piss off <laughs> like he would definitely whoop your ass <laughs> um but yeah good, it was uh, hard hitting yeah. it was good uh moxley of course picking up the win yeah um no surprise yeah uh paying respect and homage afterwards bowing to mm-hmm. each other i love that nice little touch um you know what i didn't like what why did he come out to wild things Okay, now actually, I was curious about this too, and then I read something today. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be his new theme, or if this was him paying homage because there is another uh, wrestler who Moxley is a huge fan of, and I and I, I don't have the article because so I can't think of the names, but from like New Japan in that area that was like a deathmatch wrestler and. A lot of hardcore stuff like what Moxley does, and that's what he came out to back in the day. Oh, okay. And so I think it's more of an homage, but we've also seen Tony Khan getting the rights to a lot of mainstream music and using that for people's themes. So I don't know. I hope it's not a regular thing because it does not fit him. Yeah, it's it's very out of place. <laughs> yes. Like a one-time homage because you're doing the IWGP uh, US Championship with Nagata that kind of i get it yeah um and since that's technically an iwgp match maybe when he wrestles an aew opponent we'll be back to his normal mm-hmm. aew entrance theme so we'll see um but yeah it was very very out of place <laughs> yes yes I, I don't think he's making anyone's heart sing yeah um another title match of course we had um scu taking on the young bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships, if SCU loses, they're done. And unfortunately, SCU lost. Uh, good match, though. This was all over the place. Just for Daniels, man. He was... And 50 years old. Again, let's highlight. He's 50 years old. Yeah. And took a powerbomb to the apron on the outside, which was nuts. 
and I think got busted open the hard way because he was juicing. He was. Oh my it was, god! It was it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. He was pretty bloody. Um, Young Bucks in the match, of course, kind of mocking in homage the uh, Shawn Michaels Ric Flair uh, WrestleMania moment. I'm sorry, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Um, hit, then hit the super kick. I, I tell you what, I like this match. All right, you liked the Young Bucks match. I did. I liked this match. There was story. Mm-hmm. There was psychology. Um, I like that every time they thought they were putting him away, he kept kicking out. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. it. It wasn't the typical over-the-top, crazy, silly Young Bucks match. It had an actual story to it. And yeah, I have no complaints about this match. I hope Christopher Daniels is okay. Yes. <laughs> but other than that, I have no complaints about this match. The only complaint I have about this match in particular, and it's not the match itself, it's the production is that after the match, you had an opportunity to have this moment in the ring with Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. And if you would have just given us like 15, 20 seconds of just them in the ring, kind of letting people appreciate that SCU is no more and what they've done and their careers and all this stuff. But then we just got a quick cut to the back, which I was like that. I mean, they brought, And and they did have a moment too. Yeah, and it's like they came back and and showed us, you know, like moments earlier, but that kind of took away from it. I thought that was just that's a poor production choice. Yeah. Um, Also on the on the booking end, this was fine. They had this match where you know if SAU loses, they have to split up. But now they're doing later in the show. They set up the exact same stipulation. Yep. (laughs) For another match, which, yeah, um, we just go ahead and talk about it. of course, we had the Pinnacle kind of having their big celebration um, in the ring. And, well, actually, before the celebration, you had uh, Sammy and um, uh, Jake and I can't remember which one of the two. Um, oh, anyway, three of them it, were there. Jimmy Uso. <laughs> yeah, it was Jimmy Uso. Um, we're sitting there saying they want a rematch. They want a rematch. And they want an answer. And of course, Pinnacle's like, no, no, no. So Pinnacle goes later. They're doing their big celebration. And then uh, you hear a honking that just keeps going. And in on this weird truck contraption thing comes Sammy Guara, Jake, um, and third person whose name I can't remember right now. Yeah. Um, the Santana or Ortiz. I don't remember which one. Uh, I believe it's Ortiz. I think it was Ortiz. Because okay. uh, they said Santana was arrested because he used a fork. Oh, yes, yes. In the right. match. Um, and they're coming in, they're asking for that, for that match one more time. Um, and then lo and behold, Chris Jericho pops out of the back looking more and more like the face Chris Jericho. Cause the beard's coming back. Mm-hmm. He's got the, you know, so it's, and, um, you know, again, there's a no. So they give him a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> we got a little bit of a champagne bash. Uh, paying homage, of course, to the Attitude Era and the beer batches and the milk batches from Austin and Engel. Um, and yeah, so and then MJF says, fine, you want your match? You got it. I'm gonna, we're going to have the match that you guys lost last year, and that's the stadium stampede match. Uh, but this time, if you lose, you got to break up forever. Um, so yeah, a little bit of the exact same stipulation. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, it's interesting because the stadium stampede match last year was played a lot for laughs. It was a little bit more of a 
comedy match, we'll say. Okay. I don't know what this match is. Basically, I was not watching. Basically, there was an empty stadium um, because, of course, we were in the middle of, you know, COVID and everything. Right. Um, so it was an empty stadium, and they basically just were beating each other up all over this football stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the field, in the stands, everywhere, using everything. It's like, uh, I, if I remember, one guy jumped off of the goalpost um, in that match. Somebody was in, like, a golf cart and – like was driving it and the other guy hung out his arm and clotheslined somebody. It was played a lot for laughs and humor and funny spots. Um, But I don't think this is going to be played for humor this time. I really probably get more impact if you just ran. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, Especially given, you know, the bloody affair that we just had in blood and guts. um, I can't see them. I don't I don't I don't see how this is an escalation unless they let this really go hardcore mm-hmm. and not play the comedy on it. So yeah. Um and then, you know, it's the question is is the inner circle gonna break up? I I, I don't know. That's I feel like they'll just win. Yeah, I think they're just gonna win because yeah. I don't see them breaking the inner circle up. I, I mean they could. They've been around unless for they a while. Feel, yeah, it's been around for since they started, basically. Yeah, since so AEW I, launched. So they could, but they could, you know. but I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, that, that that's an interesting one to uh, debate. Yeah. Um, but other things going on, we had of course uh, Pac taking on Orange Cassidy, uh, winner of course taking on uh, Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing, and this one uh, had an on the on the fly call uh, because of um, Orange Cassidy legitimately getting knocked out in the match um whether it was the sunset bomb on the outside or the tiger bomb on the inside uh one of them pretty much knocked him for a loop so they had to call the match now originally it was planned to go to a time limit draw and it was going to set up this triple threat anyway so we, we got the same result but they had to call on the fly to get there so we had out of nowhere kenny omega coming down with don Callis and beating up Pac and knocking him out. So then neither wrestler could answer a 10 count. So still ended up as a draw, still sets up the triple threat. But a um, couple scary moments uh, in wrestling uh, this week. We'll talk about another one a little bit later. Yeah. Um, both- this booking to me, though, was very WWE. Hmm. Okay. Right? But Because we've, we've heard all about how AEW you know we just had our three count about non-finishes and how they don't want to do that they want to have winners winners all the time but (laughs) as soon as we get to a point where oh well neither of these guys should lose and maybe none of them should really lose in a one-on-one match at all let's turn it to a triple threat (laughs) that's very wwe book that's true that's true um yeah so i don't know uh and then it comes i guess we think Pack to take the pinfall. Uh, probably, probably. Because I don't they're see... stretching it out so that they can have a Kenny Omega Orange Cassidy one on one later. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't see, I don't see Omega losing. No, I don't necessarily. I don't think Orange Cassidy takes a pin. Um, yeah. I don't think they because as hot as he's been, I don't think they make him look weak. I think they want to. I think you could have some money, especially with fans coming back. Orange Cassidy is going to be over as hell. Yeah. 
once fans are back in that building, it's going to be deafening when, when freshly squeezed OC comes out. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but anytime there's injury or again, that's what you call him. Yes. That's what I call him. Um, but hope, hope he's better. Hope this isn't anything long-term, hopefully no concussions or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so get well soon to orange Cassidy. Um, and I'm looking forward to that triple threat. I mean, I like Pac and his work in the ring. I like Kenny Omega and I like orange Cassidy. So this is, I'm fine with this triple threat. <laughs> I think they they didn't call it triple threat. Maybe I don't know if it's trademarked by WWE or or whatever. Well, I wonder if it'll have the triple threat rules. Not it's not going to be elimination. Oh. They didn't really specify. But they do. Yeah, you're right. They're calling it a three way. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm assuming triple threat rules until yeah. we hear otherwise. Yeah. Um. Going on to another. T- what a stacked episode of Dynamite this was. Yeah. Um. We have Darby Allen, the TNT champion. Defending his belt against Miro, uh, the man who doesn't mind dying against the man who doesn't mind killing. Again, one of my favorite lines ever (laughs) in a promo. And I loved every second of this. I thought it was done very well. And uh, it ended the way I wanted. Miro is your new TNT champion. Um but also, I mean, Darby looked strong in this match as far as the booking was concerned. You didn't make it wasn't like a squash. Hmm. Uh, they did it. That was booked very, very well, even with the involvement of um, uh, Scorpio Sky coming out and attacking Sting. Um, and I think that's to have a maybe a tag match set up after this. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. And then yeah. Miro can go a different direction against what looks like maybe the murder hawk. Um, mm-hmm. So I liked all of this. I thought this was fantastic. Um, and, and the right call. We talked about it last week. And I think that it would have, it would have been pretty, pretty damaging to, yes. to Miro if he didn't win this. Yeah. Darby's I, fine. Yeah. Darby's fine. I especially love the coffin drop reversed into yes. uh, the, whatever he's called the game over or whatever he's calling it now. Yeah. That was amazing. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, but yeah, love that 100%. Definitely. I say, both NXT and AEW have been doing a great job in looking ahead and setting up matches for the next week. And for two weeks later, big ones and, and giving us reasons to keep coming back. Um, yeah. Like we already know that, Finn Balor and Karrion Cross are meeting for the title in two weeks. Uh, Frankie Monet's got her debut coming in two weeks. Yeah. In ring. We've got um, uh, Tony Storm and um, can't think of her name. That matches in two weeks as well. Or is that next week? Something is next week. But yeah, the, I just like how they're setting up. They're making these shows appointment television. Yes. Yes. Um, I do. Both agree. companies. Both I like companies. that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so AEW, uh, home run, I think, of the show this week. That was good. Very, very well. Uh, what's happening in stardom? What's going on, my friend? All right. Well, you know, I've talked a lot about Cosmic Angels and how Tom is kind of the Tom Nakano is the, the standout, and she is. That hasn't changed. But uh, Mina Shirakawa had a had a match with Natsupoi um, that absolutely stole the show on that particular that particular night uh we haven't seen mina in a whole lot of singles matches and now that we're starting to see her in a few more she's starting to stand out as 
an actual a really good wrestler just straight up i mean you know she she could get by in her looks if she wanted to but she's not um she's reminding me of trish stratus in that way Ooh. that uh she was literally a model mina shirako was a model before she started wrestling and this was one of my favorite matches of the year um not to boy one but with the recent booking, Mina's been looking a little stronger, been getting some wins finally. It could have gone either way. And that was the story they were telling. Like, Mina knew that if she won this one, not to poise the high-speed champion, it would have been her biggest win. And every every two-count was like life or death for Mina. And she sold it that way. And every time there was a kick out, she was like, uh, you could read it on her face. Like, oh, I thought I had it. I thought this was my big moment. And uh, Natsupoi pulls it out at the end. I do wish Mina would have won, um, but it was so good. It, it ultimately didn't matter. Uh, they they both won. So, and uh, Natsupoi's been, been doing the same thing, looking better and better all the time. And so, yeah, no, uh, no complaints about this. And I hope Mina gets more singles action and I hope she gets to be booked a little stronger. Wow. Yeah, Excellent. good stuff from her. Um, Mayu Watani and Starlight Kid have earned a, a title shot, tag team title shot, goddesses championship match against uh, Julia and Shuri. Mm-hmm. So that should be hard hitting. Yes. Uh, I expect Julia and Shuri will probably retain, um, but we'll see. Uh, Saya Ida, she's been out for a couple of weeks with uh, an injury. She was supposed to be in the Cinderella tournament and she was pulled from that because of an injury. And now, I guess she's not going to be back for a while because the future of Stardom Championship has been vacated. And they're going to have a tournament for that. Mina Shiraka was in it. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> come on, Mina. Um, so I always thought she was an odd choice. She, uh, Saya, was, Saya Ida was an odd choice for this title anyway because she never won any singles matches. <laughs> until she won this title and then she would successfully defend the title, but always lose non-title matches. And it was just so odd. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know which direction they'll go for it, but uh, by the way, I told you last week that the Cinderella tournament was rescheduled, mm-hmm. split up into two more, two more uh, shows. So we've mm-hmm. got the second of the three shows that has now been split up. This is so confusing. So, <laughs> Second round, essentially, this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the the semifinals and the finals canceled because of the ongoing COVID issues. Wow. So they have to reschedule that again. It was supposed to be May 29th. Oh, man. Not anymore. That show's been canceled. So I don't know. That's why I was saying last week, why risk that? Why not just finish the tournament on the next show that you have the opportunity to do so and this is why i was saying that so again in what used to be a one night show a one night tournament it's now taking more than two months from start to finish wow <sighs> so wow. that's frustrating um, yes not quite stardom exactly but related to stardom we are unbelievably creeping up on the one-year anniversary of the death of hanukkah yes on may 23rd and uh, her mother, Kyoko Kimura, is having a tribute show to Hana from Japan. And that in Japan, that's going to be on the 23rd. 
if you're with us in America, it's the night of the 22nd. And so um, it's $15 on Fight TV. You can mm-hmm. watch it live, 10 p.m. Uh, again, in the States, 10 p.m. November. Uh, November. God, yeah. I wish it was November. I'd be a month away from going to Disney World. Um, May 22nd. Uh, if you're in Japan, uh, let us know, <laughs> please. Yeah. If you're listening to us from Japan, please let us know. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it would be what uh, 11 a.m. in Japan. So um, you know, Kagetsu is coming out of retirement for this. She uh, she was the the head of Oedo Tai when when Hana was in Oedo Tai, and they formed a very a very strong real life friendship during that. Um, and Kagetsu was awesome. And so she just retired about a year ago. And so she's coming out of retirement for this show. Um, Venny, who was in the recent uh, AEW tournament, is going to oh, be yeah. on the uh-huh. show. Yeah, she's going to be on it. And some others, they haven't announced a card. Frankly, it doesn't matter. That's not what this show is about. It's about just remembering Hana and paying tribute to Hana. Uh, she gave us so much and she's given me so much. It's still our favorite. My, my, it's still my favorite show that we've done. Tim, the Hanukkah tribute from our uh-huh. our first week. Still my favorite show that we've done. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and do. Yes. Um, and uh, whether you watch the show or not, think about Hana on May 23rd. Yes, agreed. Uh, again, um, you know, rest in peace. It's been almost a year. Crazy to think about. Um, yep. But yeah, so that, that should be an awesome tribute show. Uh, looking forward it. to that. I'll be watching. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, that's uh, not to switch gears from that, uh, but moving on to Raw, uh, yeah. Lily, has she chosen Charlotte? I, I think so. I think that might be the direction we're going and would be good. Yes. This would be fantastic if this is where they're going because you can remove Charlotte because she could cause Charlotte to lose on Sunday. You remove her out of the title picture. You give her a good program with two really good workers. I mean, I'm down for Alexa versus Charlotte 12 months out of the year. That's fine. I'd, I'd take it. And two strong characters, too. Yeah, two great characters. Um, so, yeah, I because basically we, we opened up and we had a six-man. Was it a six-woman t- tag team match? Yes. 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 It was um, uh, Sexy Muscle Friends. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the reunion <laughs> the reunion of the sexy, of the muscle, sexy muscle friends that's awesome yeah. um versus uh what charlotte and the and shannon yeah. And Naya. yeah charlotte shannon and Naya. uh and of course alexa came out with her swing and was just kind of swinging at the top of the uh of the ramp and kind of just in a creepy way not knowing what's going on <laughs> so uh hopefully Hopefully this is her pointing towards uh, Charlotte since Charlotte was in the backstage segment that Lily showed up on the week before. Yep. Um, so yeah, things starting to point towards Charlotte. I'm, and again, I'm totally down for it. Hopefully that is what happens. Um, uh, other notable returns. Uh, we had returns on main event, of course, of Jeff Hardy and Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. And then they both made their return to raw in a match against each other again. Um, the main event match, not acknowledged. Not acknowledged not at all. To. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like main event doesn't actually exist inside the continuity. 
Yeah. They're like the Netflix Marvel shows. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, we had that match. And I feel sorry for Jeff here because, I, I mean, not that I, I, don't, I don't disagree with, with putting gender over. I just, why did it have to be Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, did yeah. Jeff do something to piss somebody off? At least gender's a former champion. It's not yeah. like he's losing to Jackson Riker or something. And and with his new little stable there, um, with Indushare, of course they're not called that now, but um Shanky and Veer. Yeah, Shanky and Veer. Um, you know, I think they're building this hopefully to a non title program with Drew McIntyre. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because I want Lashley mm-hmm. to retain. Um yeah. But I, I think it's definitely headed that way. It's definitely going Drew and uh, and gender at some point. I feel that's what we're based going on their history. Yeah, I think they're going to play off that. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, also, we need to note that Nikki Cross made her return to the ring at main event as well, mm-hmm. uh, taking on Naomi and picking up the victory. Yeah. So. Glad to have Nikki back. Um, Put her back on the main show. We need more women on yes, the main show. Please. And again, I, with Nikki, I think it's a lot of lost opportunity because she got herself over with the whole Alexa tag team. Yep. And it's like, why not build off that? Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, we, we mentioned uh, scary moments in the ring, and we had a match, of course, with Humberto. And um, Seamus again. And there was a sunset bomb on the outside. And it looks like Humberto got hurt. And it looks like they obviously had to kind of. In the match. In the match. Um, So I I, I don't think this is kayfabe. I think this is real. Um, Everything that I've read says it looks like it's, you know, this is not part of the story. Yeah. This is just something unfortunate. No one to blame. This is just it happens. It, it happens. Is, it happens. Same thing I'm with sure, I was gonna say with Pac and and Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Pac's fault that it just mm-hmm. things happen. Um, yeah. Umberto said on Twitter that he's okay. Okay. So um maybe it was just, I don't know, maybe hit a nerve or something that put him down for a few minutes. Uh, who knows? I couldn't even tell what it was. Like at first I, it looked like maybe tailbone the way yeah, it looks he was like he was grabbing. grabbing at his tailbone. So maybe. Yeah. But his legs, the way his legs laid too, it looked like I, and Seamus landed on, on Umberto's knee. It, it could have been anything. Yeah. So uh, luckily, yeah, he's not no, no long-term injury. It looks like, um, but yeah, just a couple of close calls. Um this week uh there was oh i'm trying to think there was another match where somebody took a knee to the face that was pretty freaking stiff and i thought that could have uh, been almost any match yeah i uh i think it was an AEW as well i can't remember but it was okay. another scary looking moment oh yeah. no 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 it was nxt and i think it was um pete dunn to leon ruff Oh, spot okay. where he, he caught him with a knee and it was like, whoa. Okay. Oh, no, okay. no, I'm completely, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I completely messed that up. No, it's a match we don't have on here to talk about, but we can real quick. It was Miz, not Miz, but um, Morrison's match with Damian Priest. 
he catches him with the knee and you can even a- actually see him visibly kind of before he goes for the pinfall like dude are you okay <laughs> yeah they like checks on him real quick because he caught him with that knee really really hard um so yeah like I say accidents happen in this business it, it's part of the business it's it's yeah. contact um a contact sport <laughs> or something yeah. it's just how it is um, one spot i loved in a match we've already talked about is when uh darby allen did the dive to the outside on Miro and basically rolled himself up into a ball and bounced off of Miro. Yes. Like cannonballed him. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. He went full Blanca on him or he Kano. Did. <laughs> yeah, he For... did. He, he bounced off of Miro. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was, that was great. That was a great spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, well wishes to Humberto. Glad it's not a long-term injury. I like, the Seamus Humberto storyline we're getting. I like Humberto getting some uh, highlight. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, uh, we got a little bit of revisit to um, uh, Gulak and uh, Angel Garza as well, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was good. I like Again, I like that we're continuing to see these people every week. Yeah. Every week, which is good. Let's keep it up. Um but then we have to go to the side where it's okay. This is obviously getting rushed and it's Shelton and Cedric. Uh, you know, we have the breakup last week and we get rushed right into the match this week. There's a pay-per-view on Sunday. Yeah. Why not have the match there? Yeah. Uh, now I get it. The storytelling, or maybe it's just cause maybe they just don't have enough time to fit all the matches in. Who knows? Um, I'm not going to, speculate on that uh they can have as much time as they want yeah that's that's the thing um but i like the story here because obviously i don't think they're done with this no because you know cedric was kind of taking it to him for most of the match yeah and then got cocky and that allowed um shelton to hit him with the t-bone there at the end and pick up the victory mm-hmm. um so there's definitely places they can go for this but it just again it felt like man we just got to this so fast so i i don't see how this doesn't get you know pushed through continually fast and then it's over like in two three two three weeks yeah it's a story like they have an actual rivalry right now there's something there and so i think that deserves a pay-per-view spot yeah let it gestate um and highlight make it feel important to the to the audience at home if you don't treat it like it's important then they're not going to think it's important and maybe well i mean because they are highlighting that this is wrestlemania backlash since cedric and shelton not really a big part of wrestlemania maybe this is going to get set up and maybe pushed to the next pay-per-view. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I, I don't have a lot of faith in that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you hear the faith in my voice? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, kudos to Asuka doing double duty. Uh, it felt like <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suddenly they're regretting letting people go. Yeah. <laughs> we need like, somebody for this yeah. match. Um, but she has a match with Rhea, of course, uh, you know, a week away from the pay-per-view. Why? Uh, that happened a lot this week. Um, and then, uh, Rhea picks up the victory. Charlotte's at ringside. I like this. This is what, I like this a lot better. It's like my favorite 
matchup of these two. I agree. This was uh, much better. Much better. Um, the booking was right. Rhea wins with the Riptide, clearly and decisively. See, I don't think, well, I think really they shouldn't have had this match. But well, <laughs> if, if they're yeah. going to have this match, I don't think Asuka needs to be losing clean. I just, I just don't. I, I don't know that it hurts her right now at this point. Especially since she had a match earlier in the night. Yeah. So you kind of protect her with that. She's double duty. She had to wrestle twice. So right. <laughs> um, so you can kind of spin that. Uh, but I think since winning at WrestleMania, you needed to have another victory. Now, granted, it should have been just Rhea beating Dana Brooke or right. yeah. somebody like that uh, and getting that victory that she needs to kind of give her more credibility as champ. Yeah, um, exactly. That's how I would have liked to have seen it happen. But given what they were doing, I thought it was booked correctly. Yeah, I mean, Asuka shouldn't be beating Rhea on Raw right now yeah. either. Um, but, uh, but can you imagine if, you know, back in the day, um, Bret Hart beats Diesel for the title at Survivor Series 95, and then two weeks later, Bret beats Diesel again on Raw? True. Like, that's, that's true. that would be crazy. Uh, I just I I don't like it. I don't I don't <laughs> like, I don't like the booking. I don't like because Oscar needs to be viewed as being as strong as Rhea. Just she didn't come up on the winning end of things in their title match. Mm. But I, I think by constantly putting Rhea over her, um, it, it it sets up. Th- there should be four tiers, and this is women's division, men's division, whatever. Four tiers. You've got the people who almost always win your main eventers, basically. Mm-hmm. you've got your upper mid carters who almost always win unless they're against a main eventer okay you've got your lower mid carters who almost never win unless it's against an enhancement talent and then you've got enhancement talents those are your four tiers oscar should be in that top tier not in that second tier and i oh, think right I now agree. i think right now she's in that second tier okay I, when you break it down like that, i see that i do i do agree i believe she's top tier talent i think yeah she should be considered main event uh, yeah. and has been for the past year. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but anytime yeah. she's in there with Charlotte or now with Rhea, she's presented as not being as good as they are. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Maybe she'll surprise us all and she wins on Sunday. Maybe. Um, that would be crazy. It would. I would not see that coming, but yeah. Um, let's get on to uh, what, rounded out the show which was of course we had another match which is like you're six days away from the pay-per-view why are we having this match (laughs) as lashley and mcintyre lock up um and oh my god it's like and plus between the three of them this match has just been you know let's pick a piece remove it put another one in shift things for the past ever since mania i mean it's just that's what it's been uh, it's kind of overkill. It's like, do you even care when we get to the, is anybody going to care at the pay-per-view if these guys are wrestling? It's, this is, I think this is too much. It's overflowing yeah. the product. We're seeing it over and over and over. Yeah. Especially when you have such a deep talent roster of people that could be used. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so yeah. So Lashley and McIntyre wrestle, uh, Braun comes out. Of course, earlier in the night, MVP proposition Braun, like, Hey, you should take care of Drew McIntyre tonight so he doesn't make it to backlash. That way it can be a one-on-one. 
I like that. Sound strategy. Good story. I dig that. Uh, Braun comes out, attacks McIntyre, but then he ain't nobody's puppet and takes out uh, Lashley as well. Uh, and <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it's not going to make it in my favorite thing of the, of the week segment. I'm going to, I'm going to have to put it in here. I did you catch the, uh, the flub from uh, the, the, the production truck when uh, not that I remember Strowman is out and he's, he's talking to MVP right before he <laughs> goes after Lashley, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, they didn't. They didn't quite cut it or drop out the audio quick enough. And of course, I'll edit it for our listeners. But he just he looks at me and he's like, "I'm going to f your boy." Oh wow! <laughs> right before okay. he goes over and and hits him, is like, "I think you made it. I think you wanted to put an up in in there somewhere, Braun. <laughs> you were too excited because <laughs> that didn't sound right." <laughs> okay. <laughs> f bomb dropped on live TV. I thought right. I thought yeah, yeah. 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 No, I um, missed that. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Braun takes out both and looks super strong at the end of the match. Which he needed. He need, yes. he does need to look stronger. We've talked about that. Yeah, but only so he can lose this Sunday. Um, More just, than likely. Yeah. Uh, so let's just we'll, we'll ramp that in. Let's get right into the Backlash preview. Yep. Um, and talk about our predictions of the matches and stuff as they as we know of them right now. These are the matches we have that are confirmed. Uh, and of course, we'll start out with Damian Priest versus The Miz. Uh, and this is, by the way, remember, this is a competition this time, Tim. Yes. Because remember last time I, I, I whooped you. And you said, oh, that's right. I didn't that's right. know it was a competition. That's right. I didn't realize. So next time it is. Score. I got you. Okay. So Damian Priest, The Miz. Uh, Damian Priest won the right by defeating John Morrison to name the stipulation, which he said a lumberjack match, which made sense in the stories. Like this way, Miz can't run away. Yeah, and um, I think we're both going to be on the same page here. This is obviously Priest to win. I don't see. I think so. Yeah. Um, I that yeah. I just don't see that going down any other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we don't really have to spend a lot of time on that unless there's anything you want to call out specifically for that match. Uh, not particularly. I I, I would say Damian Priest seventy five percent. I can see a twenty five percent chance where Miz would use some sort of shenanigans to get a quick roll up win or something to to drag it out. Um, it wouldn't be a convincing win. I could see it, but I don't think they're going to do it. I, I lean more towards Morrison costing Miz. I think they're getting ready to split them up pretty hard. Uh, okay. okay. Um, but. We'll see. Uh, let's move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, of course, the, uh, the the rude dogs, the bad dogs, whatever they're calling themselves. Dirty dogs, the dirty dogs. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode uh, defending their titles against Dominic and Rey Mysterio. I think for me, Mysterios are finally going to capture those titles. I think, I think so too. Here. Yeah. It's not like Rude and Ziggler are setting the world on fire as champions here. Yeah. And so there, there would at least be some sort of feel good moment here and something to talk about regarding the tag championships. If the Mysterios won. Yeah. Cause they felt, especially SmackDown's tag team champions felt very stagnant. Yeah. Uh, so this would at least get that feel good moment. People talking father and son winning tag team. That's never been done before. As far as I know. Right. No, it uh, hasn't. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the well, we just talked the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley, of course, defending in a triple threat against Oscar and Charlotte Flair. Um, I ninety nine point nine percent sure Rhea is retaining here. Um, 
I, yeah, I agree. I think Alexa is going to cost Charlotte. I, I think that's what we're gearing towards. Unless we're miss, unless as you know, they're just playing and she costs somebody else. Yeah. But I think with what they've shown us, it looks like she's setting her sights on Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Plus, they were playing the fiend as basically being a face. So I think that's how we're kind of going to get Alexa, mm-hmm. aka Lily, in the same way. Yeah. As her being the face in the situation versus the heel of Charlotte. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Both far, those, we're tied. <laughs> so far, we are on the same page. It's not much of a competition yet. And uh, I got a feeling we're going to be on the same page for this one. <laughs> That's uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca versus Bailey. Bi- uh, Bianca, the championship champion, of course, defending against Bailey. And as much as I say, I've been loving Bailey's work, and I wouldn't be upset with her winning. Um, but I think Bianca retains. I don't think yeah, Bianca the title off her a yeah. month after Mania. Um, uh, Universal Championship match: Roman Reigns, Cesaro. Reigns, of course, defending the title. Um, as we talked about, as much as I would love for Cesaro to win this, I just don't see Roman losing right now. No, no way. I just Roman don't wins. See it. Yeah. So yeah. So far, this has been a pretty easy prediction. <laughs> it um, has, yeah. At least this, as far as me versus you goes. Yeah, this might be the only one where we might have some contention. Yeah. Uh, and that's because I really don't quite know how they're going here. And that's either. with the WWE Championship, Lashley defending in a triple threat against McIntyre and Strowman. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm Again, I'm pretty sure Strowman's not winning. I don't think that's where this is going. Um, but whether Lashley retains or McIntyre wins, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to call Strowman. You're going to call Strowman winning. I'm going to call Strowman. Wow. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. It's yeah. They need it. They For yeah. him, it's definitely needed. Um, so I would be totally down for that. Again, I just don't think it's him. I am going to. Oh, I'm going to stay and fingers crossed and say Lashley retains because that's okay. what I want to happen. So I'm calling I, Lashley. That's what I would want to happen, just to keep this title ring going and not 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 be throwing the title around. But I don't know. I've just got a gut feeling. And here's what's interesting: with our predictions, there is still a chance there will be no winner in. Our that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if McIntyre wins, yeah. If McIntyre wins, we end up in a tie, no matter what. Well, let's do this uh, Friday on SmackDown. This can be the tiebreaker if we need it. Okay. Friday on SmackDown, uh, Shayna and Nia defend against uh, Natalia and Tamina. Ooh. Mm. Mm, who you got? Unless we, <laughs> unless we pick the same one, I think there's going to be a title change. That's what I'm leaning towards. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of think that Tamina and Natalia are going to win. Um, yeah. Okay, Oscars so. already happened. We can't predict those. Yeah, dang it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, well. Uh, 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 unless you have an idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's say this. If it gets added because they, they think uh, this match may end up on backlash is a rematch between Apollo Crews and Big E. If this match happens, who you got? Actually, no, let's not do that one. That one sucks. 
Because we're both going to choose Apollo. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> yep. Okay, that doesn't work. Um, um, Here, tiebreaker. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Who has Lily chosen? Is it Charlotte or is it somebody else? Oh. Okay. Yeah, we can work. Yeah, let's let's do that. Although I think it's Charlotte, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Me too. Uh <laughs> Uh, we you already listed why. Uh, um... <laughs> Live as we record next week, we'll flip an effing coin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, because that can screw with the um, the finish. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's just wait till next week and see. <laughs> or maybe it'll just be a tie. I mean, hey, people have ties. They're hey, ties. we just had a, a three count segment about non finishes. <laughs> that's right. So if it ends in a draw, it ends in a draw. That's just that would that's be appropriate. Yes, uh, right yeah. we we thought way too hard about this. <laughs> we did. <laughs> At the end of the show. Hopefully, it entertained you out there, everybody. Um, but yeah, so we hope you enjoyed the show. Of course, uh, got to talk about what's one thing you loved. All right, I loved on talking smack, uh, Kevin Owens. Yes. And I, I love Paul Heyman, but I loved him calling Paul Heyman out on the way he dominates talking smack all the freaking time. <laughs> he talks over Kayla. He's rude to Kayla more than just as a heel. Like, it's almost like he thinks it's his show. She barely gets to do anything. Kevin Owens called him out on it. She loved it. I loved it. Thank you, Kevin Owens. Kayla's the host of that show, not Paul Heyman. All right. Uh, this is a quick little runner up just cause it involves Caleb Braxton. I know you love her to death. Uh, did you catch where, um, now I can't remember who called her Hillary. No. What? Yeah. Because of her hair, it was a reference to fresh prints. Cause it's a throwback. Episode. Uh, called her Hillary on SmackDown. Oh, I missed um, that. Okay. Might've been Sammy. It might've been Sammy Zane. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, no way. Sam, she wasn't there. That was just Teddy and, and, uh, Sonia. Uh, okay, I don't remember, but somebody called her Hillary. It was gotcha. funny. Uh, but my favorite is going to NXT and the superhero vignette <laughs> from mm. the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, celebrating Candace and Indy's uh, women's tag team uh, championship victory from the previous week. I just thought that was really cool. I like that. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, any closing thoughts this week? Uh, no. Enjoy... WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. Uh, have fun. Enjoy your weekend. Of course, Sunday. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash. We'll be talking all about it oh. next week. Oh, yes. What do we have coming up on Tuesday? Oh, that's right. We did just record a bonus show. Uh, and yeah. we're going to have it uh, coming out on this upcoming Tuesday. Uh, so you have even more to listen to from us. Uh, and it's a retro review of SummerSlam 1993. Um, the Lex course, Express. The Lex Express main event, of course. Lex Luger taking on Yokozuna. Um, this is a, a fun pay per view, uh, but you know, definitely have to tune in Tuesday to hear our thoughts and what we thought about going back and rewatching it. It was a really fun show. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, also, if you have suggestions for other bonus episodes or things you'd like to hear us talk about on the show or focus on, please let us know. Uh, you can uh, talk to us on Twitter. You can reach out at plus wrestlecast. That's P L U S 
WrestleCast, or you can find me at Timothy K. You can find Stephen at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast, and you can download us wherever you listen to your podcasts on pretty much every platform. We're there. Uh, but yeah, so please have a great weekend. Enjoy WrestleMania Backlash, and we will talk to you next week right here on Positively Wrestling.